The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, a marketing podcast where we talk about how effective web design and WordPress development and digital marketing solve business problems. Joined as always with co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media, Kevin Everly. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Fantastic. I'm doing well. I am speaking uh, this weekend at WordCamp Riverside in Riverside, California about some audience segmentation stuff. So once we're done recording this podcast, I'm going to focus everything to the conference awesome. and get that underway. And uh, really, really look forward to it. You know, word camps are one of my favorite things to go ahead and do and participate in. So I'm stoked. This will be, I, wanna, I did one in September. And now I'm, I'll be doing this one in, uh, in November. So keep the train rolling. Let me ask you a question. What, is, what are you most stoked about with, you know, being a speaker at a word camp? Uh, you, you know, I think that just being there networking with other marketing and WordPress professionals, having conversations, seeing a lot of friends I haven't seen in a while, and then also, you know, giving back to the community, not to mention it produces a lot of great content for us, for Trinity Web Media, and for, you know, for helping to have friends. Helping people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there is, it's not 100% altruistic. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it is. But, you know, I don't get paid to do it, as you know. Um, But what I do get is, you know, the brand gets the exposure. I get to help people. We get content, you know, et cetera. So I'm I'm excited about it. And it's supposed to be like 85 degrees up there this weekend. So November first week of November, like 82, 85 degrees. Warmer than you'll be next time this week. Yeah, definitely. Without it, without a doubt. So I thought that here we are in November and we're getting ready for holiday season. So I thought that we would get ahead of the curve a little bit and talk about how to get your your holiday marketing game in order to help you really fight through the noise of the the big time. You know, of fight through the noise of Cyber Monday and Black Friday and all that stuff. How do you stand out? You know, and this is actually when we were brainstorming topics, a topic that you came up with. So this is a fantastic topic. You know, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about this with everyone. And I have to say, this is the first time in my life outside of, you know, working on client campaigns that after Halloween, I instantly switched my brain to the holidays. So I'm now guilty of that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, what does that say? I mean, does that say... You know, we focus a lot on audience. We focus a lot on audience behavior. We don't focus on demographics. So what do you think that that says? Do you think that people have changed your behavior? Or do you think that people have gone ahead and kind of penetrated that wall of now you're a little bit more aware? Some of both. Also, I think, you know, while it's too early to turn on the Christmas tunes in our house, that would drive me crazy. Uh it is definitely time to start worrying about and you know shaping up campaigns that you're planning to run to convert business for that era. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the best time to do something it, it was was yesterday. The second best time is today. You know, I, I live by that adage. Sure. 
But I think that, you know, like what you're talking about now, we just got through Halloween. And the last thing people want to talk about really is Christmas. People are stressed out, you know. Look, money's tight. The economy is doing what the economy is doing. And people are worrying about their loved ones or this and that. Also, conversely, some people are worried about just keeping the heat on and keeping their families fed mm-hmm. and the holidays and the conflicting messages that that all brings. So I understand, I, I understand you know, the, people's mindset, but it, it's just one of those things like, as a marketing company, like if you want to have a successful holiday season, you have a lot to to get through, you know, mm-hmm. including the big the big guys and you know how you handle that to, to kind of sift through the noise. I also think that the internet has a place to blame as us as marketers. You know, you always say we ruin everything. So here it is, November second, we're recording a podcast. Um and the advent of, you know, Black Friday has always been there, but now Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, other parts of the kind of post-Thanksgiving schedule have, you know, been created by the internet. Yeah, and I think that that's because that we're a digital society now. We're, we're a digital world. And people like to latch on to things that are catchy, you know. Cyber Monday, you know, again, Black Friday has always been its own thing. But at the same time, it's it's a way to position things and it's a way to stimulate energy, just kind of stir the pot. But if you're a small brand mm-hmm. and you're worrying about your, you know, I don't know what percentage of revenue, uh, like the week after Thanksgiving makes for a holiday season. And that's something that I think that that's important to know, but like, I, I'm sure that it's a large chunk. So I think that, you know, that initial push is key, but if you're a small business, how do you get through all the other noise that, you know, that Macy's or Target or the Walmarts or the BMWs of the world are pushing out there at every single turn? I mean, it's, it can seem like a daunting task when you have these monster companies putting huge ad spend into, you know, that, that holiday. Where do you fall? I think that it goes back to, you know, a lot of the things that I've been thinking about, a lot of things that I've been working on with clients is, you know, I think that if you're a sustainable business, there's an audience, there's an audience out there for everybody. I think that it really goes to not alienating your ideal audience and making sure that you are speaking to them the way that they need to be spoke to. Like I don't shop at Walmart. Wouldn't wish it on anyone. I have a problem. I have a problem just with their business practices. So I made a stance years and years and years ago that I, I just don't shop. You know, I, I go to target if I need those type of items, but like how how does somebody speak to me? Somebody who, you know, would be the audience of a Walmart, a Walmart, but not knowing that I don't go there. So I'm in, you know, there's the opportunity to talk to me in a certain way. So like, how do you figure out who that person is and how, and what drives them? That's a great point. I think really knowing, understanding and listening to your audience is going to be the first part of that. You know, what does your audience care about? What do they want? How do they want to be reached? 
Yeah, and also, like, who is your existing clientele and who is your existing audience? You know, if you build your audience on, like what Susan said and like what I talk about in my Riverside presentation, if you build it on behavior and attitude versus demographic and dollars, then all of a sudden, you know, it's apparent who you're talking to. You know, me not shop, me not shopping at Walmart is not, you know, is a behavior and an attitude. Yep. It's not because I'm of certain age with a certain amount of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it opens up an opportunity for somebody to say, okay, this isn't somebody who's going to open or shop at Walmart or support Walmart. How do I get them in my door? Right. And all, all it would take is for you to, you know, message me in a way that resonates with me. You mm-hmm. know, where I live in Mission Beach, it's, there is one, two, three, four grocery stores within a two mile radius. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, and three of them are, are in the same direction. Right. Well, I'll go to one, I'll go to Sprouts for specialty items. Right. The other two grocers compete with one another, basically for my dollars. There's one that's convenient that I just never think of. That's in, in that vicinity. That's not even, I, I just don't even ever think about going there. I don't know why. I just don't. Their messaging never has reached me. So it's like at that point, it's just like, what do I value as a consumer? What is my behavior? How does that drive me? I know grocery stores is like a commodity item how it doesn't really fit into the holiday shopping. But same time, like you got to look at behavior and attitude. Like, you know, I already said that one of the four, I don't even think about going to one. I only go to for specialty items. And then the other two are based basically on where I am and their time that they're going to save. So maybe that's a messaging point for me. Convenience. You know, I don't know for everybody else, but I think this all has to do with getting your message out there to the right people. And the right time to get the message out there for the holidays is now. Unfortunately, I don't want to be one of those fucking people who are a huge proponent of Christmas music when it's 85 degrees out here in California or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, it's just like, Mm -hmm. I understand why they do it. They do it because they have to compete with the big dollars and the big ad spends. Um, You know, I do have a couple thoughts on this. I think really, you know, gearing up towards a holiday campaign, doing a lot of active listening into that is going to help. It's going to set a baseline of, you know, again, how do I make conversions off of, you know, they can go to Walmart, they can go to Target. How do I get in my store? Um, well, it doesn't go back to what unique problem am I solving for this person? There you go. And I, and I don't think active listening is going to necessarily change the game, but it is going to let you know what, you know, at what point you have like, Hey, you know, if the, you know, fast food's another funny thing, right? Some people love McDonald's. Some people love Wendy's and you, you kind of have your spot. If you were to break into that, how do I get them out of that? And, you know, active listening is a great way to kind of say, Hey, this is what people care about. I know I can't win these people over, but these guys are on the fence. I can, I can, Pulse, you know, they, they need help. They're, they're actively saying, where should I go? Now's the time to reach out as a brand. Yeah. I mean, that's called in my world, what I've always kind of deemed that as is winning the ties. Mm-hmm. If you can start, if you start winning more ties than are left the ties that you lose, then the, the, your land, business landscape totally shifts. Also, the other thing is that if you want to know what drives your client, there's one foolproof, simple way. Find that out. Ask them. Ask them. Sure. You know, like Susan Byer does a lot of audience segmentation via survey. 
That's the only way you can really get that information. That is true, accurate fact, you know, mm-hmm. the actual factual, you know, versus, you know, assumptions. Well, and there's something powerful about saying, hey, I belong in this box on this survey. 100%. And when, uh, we already had a lot of discussion about self-identification. When somebody can self-identify sure. themselves part of a segment, you can, uh, you understand and you know that they're a strong, they feel strongly about that segment. You know, I mm-hmm. think that, yeah. you know, holiday marketing, holiday marketing is a fickle, funny thing. I think that a lot of times you, you have to be honed into what problem you solve. Are your hours better? Do your hours cater to people shopping habits better? Probably not, but they better mm-hmm. cater to your audience's behavior. You know, is it a, a fact that, you know, you specialize in X, Y, Z and you just need to tell everybody, hey, we have this in stock. We specialize in it, you know, beat the lines. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of key smart messaging around that. I think that, you know, and then we get into like Facebook ads, you know, we are about to be inundated with ads and sponsored posts on every single social mm-hmm. media platform as if we're not now, but it's going to get way worse. So competing on that platform and targeting mm-hmm. your ideal client based on the data that you already know about them because you asked and then targeting and honing in that is key because I don't know a better ad platform for than Facebook, Instagram for actually behavioral messaging. Especially shopping. You know, almost anything with shopping. Service-based industries, I could see having a little bit harder of a play on those platforms, but for sure, retail, especially this time of year. Yeah, retail, it's, you know, I don't know if, unless it's luxury and lifestyle brands, I don't know how, I think that there's three things, right? Luxury, lifestyle, and political, right? So I think that unless you're a luxury brand and a lifestyle brand, right, or you are resonate, your politics do not resonate with certain group of people. Like for me, Walmart is, an, is not an option because I don't agree with certain business practices, et cetera. So, and that is just me. That's not slamming them. They're perfect for a lot of people. You know, the thing, I just don't agree with some of the things. But like, you know, if your lifestyle, luxury lifestyle or p- political, otherwise, I think it's all about convenience and price when it comes mm-hmm. to buying the latest PlayStation or the, you know, nobody feels better, bigger sense of ownership of a PlayStation because they bought it at, you know, uh, a high end toy retailer versus buying it online or versus buying it at a local toy store. You know, the same thing when it comes to a lot of the other, you know, gift type items. Yeah. And I mean, to me, the convenience and the service side can really come into play this time of year. You know, everybody has heard the Black Friday nightmares. So let's say, you know, you get your PlayStation for 200 bucks at a big name retailer, but you have to wait there for three hours. If you can go to a local spot, walk in the door and buy it for 20 bucks more, that 20 bucks is a win. To you and I, yes, not to everybody. So that's part of the For the, the right audience, yeah, the right audience who cares about convenience and service and quality and supporting local. And support and, and saving their yeah and have a dollar amount of value of their time. There are certain people that will wait 
outside in the freezing cold to save $10 on an item because they surely get the thrill of the save. Like, the best price part. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's one of those people who that's not your audience. If that's not your audience, that's not your audience. Forget about them. You know what I mean? Because what you're doing is you're going low margin. You're going low margin to get somebody who doesn't really care about you or your brand. I think that when it comes to smaller businesses in the holidays, you know, I, I think that there's still there's always great storytelling opportunities, you know, about how sure. you enrich somebody's life, how you made somebody's holidays better, you know, how you, you, you know, how the back history of your business, et cetera. You know, I don't know the back history of Safeway grocery store. I'm going back to grocery stores because that's, a, I guess that's where I shop the most. <laughs> Safeway, I don't know the backstory, though, but I do know the backstory of Whole Foods. And I do know politically what they stand for. And I do know a couple of things. You know what I mean? So it's just like there's a lot of great storytelling educational pieces around there. Now, that can't, that's not going to be everything. That's not going to resonate with all of your audience, but it's going to make a dent, you know. But I think that knowing and understanding who your client is, like with everything else, will help you figure out how to solve some of these problems. In, do you think there's so, you know, most people, mo- most companies aren't going to be able to compete with the Walmarts, the Targets. So price probably isn't going to be able to be. What are some of the other things that, what are the, you know, so that's not the opportunity. What opportunities do you have to highlight, you know? I, I think that some of it is service, convenience, maybe return policies. Maybe mm. you're taking, maybe you're taking a, a chance on buying something for somebody and they may have to return it. Maybe they're a, a, yeah. a more lax return policy, you know, even to the point like, you know, LB and Nordstrom, they've had legendary like return policies to the point of being abused, but it did so much. Mm-hmm. It, they benefited so much more from the business than they actually, than actually detracted business that they kept these crazy return policies. I think LL Bean's return policy just changed like last year. First time in 99 years. Yeah. It was like something unprecedented, yep. <clears throat> but, they would almost take back any any item purchased in the stores in, in those nights. Yeah, there's like there, there's the infamous you know Nordstrom uh, used tire stories. Somebody brought like a used tire in there. You know, I don't know if that's folklore or whatever, but there's always one of that. <laughs> I think that highlighting who you are. You know, a lot of people, if you're in business and you're a sustainable business and you're doing things right, a lot of people are really really fucking greedy. People like you and I, people like our families, you know, are really rooting for the underdog because they see us. They see what we go through all the time. They see our grind, right? <clears throat> so now when I have a chance to go to 7-Eleven or Coast Market and go see my man Mark down the street, where, where do I go? Because my dollars there – and I do probably pay 50 cents more on small items. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like – I feel good about it. I know him. I know about his family. I know his, you know, where he's from and all this stuff. I don't know that about the the, the Circle K guys or the Seven Eleven dudes or, or or Wawa. You know, I don't know any of that shit. Mm-hmm. But it makes me feel good because I'm a small guy too. You know, like you and I are not living in mansions. You and I are not driving BMWs, Mercedes, and shit like that. Like you drive a Volkswagen, I drive a Toyota. And I'm cool with that, and mm-hmm. you're cool with that. And the thing is, is that, but we fight to, because people support us, 
and because people believe in what we do and because we've been able to identify who those people are and what drives them, we're able to go ahead and fight the good fight. And that's the same thing like the, the but we're out in front 24 7, 365 days a year. We produce a lot of content because we know our audience and we do a lot of content that's tailored and and specific to them. I think that's the same thing. If you can, if retailers, and I, I guess that, you know, when we're talking holidays, you know, we're mostly talking retailers. I guess that what they can do, what happens is, you know, you have to really hone in on what drives that buying decision. Is it price? Is it convenience? Is it return policy? Is it the bigger, I just want to be a part of the bigger story? Something, you know what, you know, feeling mm-hmm. a part of and feeling included, you know, especially like different type of communities, like, you know, I always get this wrong. I want to make sure I say it right. The LGP, the LGTBQ. Q. I don't know why I can never remember that, but like they love the support of their own businesses. And I am a hundred percent for that. You know what I mean? And, and what it is is because they're fighting the good fight yeah. with each other and they want to feel part of a community. You know, that goes back to community. The other thing is, if you, what do you want to do? I don't know anybody who says I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Walsh. And like mean that in a community sense, but I do know people who say, oh, I'm a huge fan of the Stockton market, like by where you live in Stockton, New Jersey. Like I'm a huge fan of that place. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me they couldn't, like you couldn't go to, to the market and get mm-hmm. the same type of stuff somewhere else on a bigger scale and probably pay a little less. But the feeling and the inclusion of community is not the same. I think that this time of year is a great, great opportunity for businesses to remind, you know, to capitalize on brand loyalty. And not only that, be outspoken. Hey, you guys are the reason we still exist. Don't be, a, don't be scared to ask in the True. holiday season, because if you're not going to ask, yep. you know, you, you might not be around in a couple of years after Walmart moves in next door. Right. And you know what? There's like, there's like an ocean beach community just South of me here where I am. Like they've been trying to put a Walmart or a target in ocean beach forever. And the residents saying, we don't want a Walmart because ocean beach is, is made up of a lot of small businesses, a lot of mom and pop operations mm-hmm. that people have been patronizing for 40, 50, 60 years. So they don't want to see anybody come in and upset that apple cart. And I think it's the same type of brand story that if you can get ahead of and you really make feet connect with people, that's a huge plus. Cause I've never heard anybody say I'm a big fan of Walmart, but I have heard people say I am a big fan of X, Y, Z chocolates. Or, you know, yeah. I, I admit, you know, I think really it's a great time to kind of stay hyper local and say, hey, mm-hmm. you guys are the re- you, this is the neighborhood, the reason we're still here. You know, we appreciate your support. You know, please continue to support us and we'll continue to support the community. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I do stay hyper local when I can. Mm-hmm. There are times that I understand that I'm busy and I need to get this gift and Amazon wins. You know, and I'm sorry that that happens, but it, it, it does happen. Now, if you were able to plant in my mind and message me differently and even to target me as an Amazon user, you know, as a behavior and say, hey, before you make that purchase at Amazon, did you know that 5% of all of our purchases go back to this local nonprofit? 
that would make a difference to me. Yeah. That would, you know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of messaging. I think it all comes back to, you know, you, you want to get in front of, you know, holiday campaigns and you want to get in front of the messaging. I think it all comes back to knowing your audience. It also comes back to putting in the work. You know, the first time that you do that is probably not going to be the most successful. But you're going to have valuable data that you're not going to be able to collect anywhere else for the following years and subsequent years. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And I really think going out and being a part of the community during part of the holidays is part of that. You know, for example, our, we've got shop rates in New Jersey, our local shop rate, you know, you get, you spend 400 bucks in X amount of time and you get a free Turkey for the holidays. Sure. They have created the ability for you to say, I don't want the Turkey. I'd like to donate it to a local food shelter Perfect. and make sure another family in need has a holiday. Perfect. And I love that. I think that that's, a great way of helping of shopping locals helping local and everybody wins at that point because you know are, I, are you going to cook the turkey i mean would that be a turkey that you if you got a free turkey because you smell like groceries right you got a, the rest of the family to come into your house mm-hmm. different households right how many turkeys do you need you need a turkey you know what i'm saying so it, it's like a turkey right so if there's three other families three other mm-hmm. households four total there's four turkeys. Three of them can go somewhere else because they're saying, I don't need that. Kevin and Jenna have one for the family. This can go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's fantastic. That's a super smart thing. You know, I, I also am a big fan of, you know, supporting, you know, having business initiatives support nonprofits during the, this time. This is, you know, ends up being the season of giving mm-hmm. and, you know, everything, everything helps. Uh, if you don't have dollars to donate your time is extremely valuable and if you don't have time you know other ways that you can be active and other ways you can help somebody in your community can just be as simple as giving somebody a smile and saying hello to somebody on a corner you know different different things like that go a long long way and i think that we're going to talk more about that kind of in an upcoming weeks more about you know uh we we did a uh a bonus podcast and we did a Trinity web minute about the season of giving. So we can talk more about that in upcoming weeks, but any parting shots, anything that you want anybody to know uh, that what's most important when it comes to holiday campaigns, what's most important when it comes to getting fighting through all the noise of everybody else. Being authentic. If you're not authentic in this season, it's going to show rather quickly. If you're asking, make sure you're giving. Yeah, that's, that's such a great point. And, you know, make sure you're giving before you're asking. Yeah, that's, you a, that's such a great point because if you're making, because people are not dumb. If you're making a cash graph just to get sales in the door and to, to kind of screw the competition, et cetera, I mean, it, everybody knows. You can tell. You know what I mean? It's a short play. It'll last this, it, it'll work this year. But next year, everybody will remember. Yeah, because they're not left with that same feeling of being included, being part of a community, et cetera. You know, I think that, you know. Yeah, that's not something that could be feared. Yeah, my parting shot would be know your audience, know who and what behavior really drives their purchasing and what makes your brand important and what problem you're solving. And if you can craft messaging around that, I think that you are going to be better than other brands. So thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, this has been a great episode. I think that we should talk more about holiday marketing leading up, you know, at least for the next couple of weeks, leading up and into yeah. Black Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday stuff. I do want to talk more about Giving Tuesday. 
in podcast to come giving Tuesday is November 27th. So that's a great day. If you don't feel like shopping Black Friday or Cyber Monday, Cyber Monday, you can always make a donation to a nonprofit of your choice on Giving Tuesday. This year, Trinity Web Media has selected Street Relief Musicians Fund, and that's going to be one that uh, I'm going to be doing some personal stuff with, and I think that we'll be doing stuff with this company. Uh, full disclosure, they are also a client of ours that we've been working with on some items. So we just want to you know, give back and show a little gratitude for what we have and what we can do. So most of all, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. If you can rate, review, subscribe to our podcast, tell somebody about it. You can get it at iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you all for Spotify. iHeartRadio, Podbean, and wherever else you do your podcast. So, Kevin, another great episode. Thanks for your time. And we'll see you later. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, everybody, for listening.